something like having live action sports back, and I'm pumped. The NBA is back doing some scrimmaging right now. Major League Baseball is back. Excited to see what the NFL is going to do. College football, waiting to see that as well. But it's Wednesday, it's hump day, and you crack and cold, or you rock and roll, as I should say, the middle of your work week on the hottest show on the streets, the number one forum for Crimson Tide football news, notes, and information. That being in my own words with yours truly, Stephen M. Smith of Touchdown. Alabama Magazine, really excited to have each and every last one of you tuning in to the channel on today. As always, we're bringing this to you from Tuscaloosa, streaming this via YouTube. Speaking of the network, go ahead right now, give a thumbs up, drop a like on the show, hit that subscribe button, and turn all of those notifications on so that you can have the best news, notes, alerts, updates on your Crimson Tide. Speaking of Touchdown Alabama Magazine, you can purchase individual copies of the magazine and have those sent to your door. The link will be found in the description. But as always, we begin today off by acknowledging the better half of the room. This show does not run without this brother right here. John Ivory, what's cracking, man? What's going on? Hey, what's up to the chat? Make sure you share the show. Share it with your family and friends. We got a great show tonight. You do not want them to miss it. And make sure you like, hit the like button. Absolutely. Also excited that high school football is going to start on time this season as well, according to a report from WBRC. That's the Fox 6 affiliate out of Birmingham. And also the Alabama High School Athletics Association put out a post today just saying how the high school football season will start on time. July 27th will be the first day of fall workouts. August 20th or August 21st will be the first game of the high school football season season band uh, the band can participate cheerleaders can participate just really exciting to see all athletic venues being able to kick off you know as we speak but we want you being a part of the conversation and you can do this by calling 205-448-1358 but i'm going to call in to let your voice be heard on the show 205 448 1358 going to be fun to talk some college football Alabama football with former Crimson Tide wide receiver Matt Cadell later on in the show but we start things off with a really cool update shouts out to my man Chris Rogers former Alabama defensive back who played from 2005 to 09, was on that 2009 BCS national championship team a young man who is the Founder and CEO of Together Assisting People, Tap Inc. out of Birmingham, the largest nonprofit organization in the state of Alabama, and his influence is bigger than Birmingham. I mean, he is touching all across the country. I know recently he had the the Birmingham giveaway in helping families in the area that are dealing with the COVID-19 crisis. You know, TAP assisted with giving away 200,000 pounds of food. And then from Birmingham, he went to Baltimore, Maryland to help out Mark Ingram and Andre Smith give away 80,000 pounds of food. And as of today, my man C. Money Rogers was in Washington, D.C., the D.C. area to help out former Alabama defensive pa defensive tackle Deron Payne give away 80,000 pounds of food in the D.C. area, helping out those families that 
were affected by or are affected by the COVID-19 crisis. So big shout out to Chris Rogers, big shout out to Tap and all of the Alabama players, former Crimson Tide players that have been involved helping out communities in need. Very, very awesome to see that. So proud of Rodgers and what he has been doing. But that brings us to first topic of conversation for tonight's show, ladies and gentlemen, and the Alabama Crimson Tide. And uh, as much as you have quite a few people in national media, you know, some of them thinking that the window has closed on Coach Saban to win a national championship. Uh, The opportunity has shut down on Coach Saban to try to get the seventh ring to surpass one, you know, the legendary Paul W. Bear Bryant. There is one ESPN insider that knows if there is somebody you do not bet against in terms of football, that would be Coach Saban. That ESPN insider just so happens to be Phil Steele. And Phil Steele had a statement on uh, yesterday, that being Tuesday, where he talked about how he sees Alabama as a team coming for vengeance of its upcoming season. And he talked about the returning starters Alabama has on both offense and defense. He looked at, you know, a number of different things. The depth on the team on both sides of the ball. He looked at the offensive line being one of the best in the country. He touched on a number of different things that I myself have touched on in terms of this show. So starting things out here, you know, with the offensive line. Alabama's offensive line, you're looking at a group that knows what is going to be expected from them this season. Of course, uh, Kyle Flood, the offensive line coach, has put the expectations on this group. If you look at you know, guys like Cole Kublik, the former Auburn offensive lineman who's now with ESPN. He also is part of the show Three Man Front on WJOX 94.5 in Birmingham. He had Alabama's offensive line as the number one group, not only in the SEC, but also in the country. This is a group that returns three former five stars in Evan Neal, Landon Dickerson, and Alex Netherwood. Four of the five guys on the offensive line, you throw Deontay Brown in there as well, have all played together. And if you look at the screen right now and discussing Alex Netherwood, Deontay Brown, and Landon Dickerson, all three guys are on the Outland Trophy preseason watching list. For the Outland Trophy, this award is bestowed to the best interior lineman on whether the offensive line or the defensive line. So, you know, the line knows. This group knows what's expected. They know the expectations. They know what they have to do. For this group, It is Joe Moore Award or bust. For this group, it's national championship or bust. For this group, it's helping Najee Harris hit on all of his goals, helping the quarterback room led by Mac Jones hit on all of its goals, and Mac Jones in particular, his goals, helping this team win the national championship, you know, win a conference title, get back to the college football playoff and going back to Steele here, he mentioned how he rated this offensive line as his best group in the country. In terms of the defense, he brought up a point where, you know, Alabama did not have Dylan Moses did not have Joshua McMillan last year and how difficult it was. And I mentioned that point myself and even U.S. callers and us fans, y'all brought up that point. When you – when you don't have both of your primary 
inside linebackers, your middle linebacker, and your weak side linebacker. It's difficult when you don't have your two main guys with experience. Moses, in terms of the playing experience and the leadership, McMillan, when you talk the knowledge part of, of knowing the system, understanding the system backwards, forwards, sideways, what have you. If Alabama would have lost just maybe one of those guys, it probably would have been able to manage the situation better. But because it lost both, you know, it was difficult, and you had to have two true freshmen in Christian Harris and Shane Lee learn on the fly, pick up the slack. Both guys had great moments this past season. And with McMillan back healthy, with Moses back healthy, with the experience that Christian Harris and Shane Lee have, you have depth there at the linebacker position. Phil Steele mentioned how this is one of the best linebacker rooms in college football. It's also one of the best defensive line rooms in college football. When you talk uh, DJ Dale back healthy, you talk LeBron Ray back healthy. LeBron Ray is also on the Outland Trophy preseason watching list. So Ray is back healthy. You've got Christian Barmore. We saw him. In limited action, be explosive, be dominant, be great. Now he's going to be a full-time starter. Now he's going to be a full-time leadership piece. So excited to see what he does. You bring in guys like, or Alabama has guys like Fidarian Mathis, who's a quality rotationary guy. And then you have freshmen that you brought in here with Tim Smith, Big Jamil Burroughs, big Jamarian Latham. Uh, I still want to see the likes of Ishmael Sopcher become something special. Now, he's got to drop that weight. He's got to get that weight down and hold it down. But there's potential for Ishmael Sopcher in there. When you look at guys like Byron Young and Braylon Ingram and Justin Boygby, those guys played last season, got that much-needed experience. So, still touched on. This being the best linebacking core, one of the best linebacking groups in the country. Also, this being one of the best defensive line groups in the country. He even talked about the secondary, how the secondary is, you know, once again loaded. But the main thing in that back five, and we all know it, Patrick Sertan has got to come with it this year. He's got to pop this year. We've talked about this. We've spoke on this. Every time you look, we have seen Sertan on a different preseason award watch list, whether it be the Chuck Bettenderick Award, whether it's the um, the Bronco Nagurski Award, whether it's the you know Jim Thorpe Award. Every time we have looked, Patrick Sertan II has found himself on a preseason Award watch list. National media wants to see him do well this season. These award foundations want to see him do well this season. He has got to put it all together in that back five. He's got the pedigree. Father played ball in the NFL with the Kansas City Chiefs and the Miami Dolphins. He's got the five-star caliber. He's got the strength. He's got the size. He's got the ability. He's got the tools. For Sertan, can he tackle well? For Sertan, can he play well in coverage? Trust those instincts because right now, the name that's being highly talked about is Derek Stingley of the LSU Tigers being the best corner in the conference, the SEC, one of the best corners in college football. Stingley's the name talked about, and Stingley's good. And no shade being thrown to Stingley. He had a tremendous freshman year. But this is something that should drive Sertan to want to be great. This is something that should drive Sertan to want to be the best and want to take back that title with him being 
the best corner in the conference. But, uh, you know, still talking about the secondary as well. And I see a bounce back performance from that group. The one thing that Steele mentioned that he has as a question mark for Alabama is the quarterback position, the quarterback room. Me personally, I don't have an issue with the quarterback room. This is one of the best quarterback rooms in college football, if not the best. Wholeheartedly, 100%, Mac Jones gets this done as the starter. He takes this team to the college football playoff national championship and wins the national title. Mac Jones gets this done. Bryce Young will see a lot of field time. He will see a lot of action. I think Nick Saban will treat Bryce the way he treated Tua when Tua was a freshman. Get Tua, get Bryce Young out there quickly, get his feet wet, have him run some plays, have him run some formations, get him in some games, you know, seeing how the atmosphere is like with him in here. Once again, do not sleep, do not wink, do not hesitate on Paul Tyson. Here's a young man that's been having a strong offseason. He's been with Lavelle Durant esteemed quarterback, elite quarterback developer, polishing him up a little bit. So do not sleep. Do not turn a blind eye to Paul Tyson. This is a very, very good, very strong quarterback room. I feel like my lone two concerns are these right here for Alabama. Number one, David Ballou, Dr. Matt Ray, sports science team, sports performance team, everybody has been raving about them, and for good reason. They've come in meaning business. The one thing for these two, can Alabama get through the season? No heart-crushing, soul-crushing, season-ending injuries. None of those. If Alabama can get through the whole season, no season-ending injuries, Blue and Ray would be money well spent. Now, I understand you're going to have some small things. You're going to have a sprained knee. You're going to have maybe a, a sprained ankle. You're going to have a, a bump and a bruise here or there. That's football. We all know it's football. But no ruptured Achilles, no torn ACLs, no broken clavicles, no season-ending type thing. So as long as Alabama can stay away from season-ending injuries, the depth is good, uh, the talent on the field is good, there's going to be, you know, Alabama's going to have that chance to definitely win the national championship. So that right there. And then number two, the mental psyche of Alabama's kicking game. The mental psyche of Will Reichert matters to me. He's out there kicking again physically, and that's great. Seeing him drive the ball 60 to 65 yards off the dirt through the bulk goal post, that is sexy. That's appealing. Love it. But mentally, can he lock himself into doing that every single game? Because honestly, this is the missing piece. Alabama's got every single other thing. Got to make sure the kicker is in place. So no season-ending injuries, kicking in place. Those are my two main things. But I see Alabama winning this national championship field steel season as well. But before we take our first break here, got to remind you, Emily's Heirloom Pound Cakes. Emily's Heirloom Pound Cakes, you can earn 10% off all orders over $30. The link will be found there in the description. That's coming from Emily's Heirloom Pound Cakes. But upon our return, we get to your phone calls, thoughts, tweets, chats, questions, your viewpoints after this. Everything. 
every sports fan deserves the proper representation. Whitwill Sports introduces to you the title towel. Wave that title towel in the air like you just don't care in support of Nick Saban and the Alabama Crimson Tide. Only $9.99 and it lasts a lifetime. Head on over to WhitwillSports.com and get your title towel today. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $5.95 per month or pay $49.95 for a full year subscription. That's a saving of almost $22. Go to touchdownalabama.com today and roll tide. We're back in from the break here, folks, on the hottest show on the streets. In my own words, yours truly, Stephen M. Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. And definitely want to shout out Rod Clan for helping us out there in the Super Chats, bringing in you know the $4.99 and the $14.99. Appreciate the love there from Rod Clan in the YouTube chat line. Appreciate him showing us some love there. But we before we get to the phone calls, and once again, 205-448-1358, it's your time, Tide Nation. 205-448-1358. We got a question in the chat line, John. It's Ryan Clan with donation uh, super chat 499. Appreciate that. He asked, Stephen, do you think this season with its altercations already made, do you think it would be a good opportunity to have eight teams in the CFP for a test? Eight teams in the CFP. That's that's a good question. I wouldn't I wouldn't mind it, but right now, I, I right now let's continue to keep it at four for right now. Let's continue to keep it at four for right now because I, I still feel like the powers that be in college football, especially the playoff, when you talk of Bill Hancock, they will have something worked out. I know I get the ACC, Big Ten, Pac-12, conference-only look and how crazy that is. The SEC, the Big 12, is still trying to have a full schedule as of right now. So let's keep it at four. At some point, people are going to continue to talk up. Well, let's move it to six or let's get to eight. But let's keep it at four for right now. Let's keep it at four for right now. Willie351 donating in that $10. Appreciate that. Willie351 helping us out there via the super chat. But we go to the phone lines right now. We pick up our first call. You're live here on In My Own Words. What's going on? What's going on, Stephen? Man, I'm happy to be on with you today, brother. Man, I'm excited to have you on. Man, what's, what's on your mind? Man, I was just amazed at how this recruiting class is picking up, man. And if you pay attention to uh, everybody that watches college football and recruiting over the years, um, the first dynasty was built in the trenches, man. And Saban and staff has focused really heavy on the trenches in these last two classes. You look at the old line for this class alone, just with Ferguson and Brockmire and the twins out of Texas, like, Man, we are building uh, another dynasty run type offensive line from when you had uh, what's my guys that played all five years. I can't think of none of their names. I just drew a blank. But uh, with the with the brothers, man, I can't think of their names. Quanjo, uh, Cyrus, Nari, Quanjo. Yes, yes, yes. With that whole line and um, Barry uh, Barnett. I think his last name was Barnett. That played center and left guard and right side. He played every position in East Nashville. Barry Jones. So, yeah. And so, man, I'm just thinking about the trenches, man. And Saban's getting back to it because, you know, everybody's getting to that spread offense. 
but he knows that the game is won in the trenches, man. And if you be honest, um, the defensive line side, we were young last year, and we still started to make improvement on the end of the year. Now this year, all those guys coming back with experience, other teams don't have as much time to prepare for Alabama and, and the scheme. I think we got the advantage this year when it comes to experience and depth. Experience and depth, and, and, and I'll say this to echo your point, because going back to something that I was told, the moment the pandemic hit back in March where it canceled all the collegiate activities and live sports at that time, Coach Saban sat the staff down and he said, look, guys, we're going to get back to old school recruiting. We're going to get back to fostering relationships with these young men and their families, and we're going to sell, sell, sell the program, whether it's virtual visits, whether it's FaceTime, whether it's continuing to check up on them, calling them two, three, four times a day, and the coaching staff has bought in. You look at how Kyle Flutz reacted with the offensive linemen. You look at how Freddie Roach has reacted and uh, uh, Carl Scott. Just, just all of these assistant coaches, they have taken what Coach Saban has said and they are running with it. The, the coaching staff has really gotten back to, we're not talking down in the other program, we're selling Alabama football. Correct, correct. But I thank you for having me on, Stephen. I ain't going to hold up the line, man. Roll Tide. We winning it this year, man. We starting another repeat. Appreciate the call, man. Keep listening to us. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We got a guy fired up here on a Wednesday. We go now to Wayland on a Wednesday. My brother Wayland, what's going on? We got a lot of people fired up here on Wednesday night. It's hump day at PDA. Don't tell anybody. Jay Lee called me and said Willie was at the club. That's why he was late. What's going on, brother? <laughs> Doing good. We're going to have to get Willie, man. We're going to have to get him. But uh, doing good, Wagon. Doing good. Pe people are excited about this recruiting class. I'm excited about the class. And I'm just happy to see, you know, one ESPN guy, Phil Steele, was like, let's not bet against Nick Saban here. Now, you can't bet against Nick Saban. What he's all these recruits he's dragging in here for this 2021 class and this year coming up. Man, I tell you what, it's gonna be it's gonna be hard on some football teams out there, Stephen. It's gonna be gonna be some rough sledding, I'm afraid. There's gonna be a lot of payback, you know. It's gonna be a lot of payback, but but the one thing I am happy about though, Wayne, is the fact that the high school football season gets to start on time too. If y'all haven't heard the news from you know, WBRC, that's Fox Six out of Birmingham in the Alabama High School Athletics Association, they talked about Starting in July 27th, it's the fall workouts. Season first game will start late August. So it's good to know that even the high school guys will get to start on time. That's right. I'm not going to hold up the queue. I'm glad everything's working out smooth. You know, we have, we've always been doing a lot of points. We hadn't done one for Justin, so we're not going to leave him out. And hello to everybody in the chat. All the love. I appreciate it. All y'all good people. I tell you what, it's good to be around people at TDA. So we're going to close it out like this. Y'all have a safe Thursday. We'll be back on Friday. Here we go, Justin. This one's for you. To all the college recruiters with their boots on the ground, TDA has the best man in town. He's traveled from coast to coast. You'll never hear him boast. He has his own podcast two days a week, spreading all the Bama news around the world in T-Town. It's Justin Smith, the legend, the icon, the myth, with all hands down. He's the number one recruiter in SEC and YouTube and T-Town. I'll see everybody on Friday. Thank you, Justin. Bye-bye, Steven. Appreciate that, Wayne. Got to get Justin that poem there, man. That, that, that was awesome. You guys are lighting this up on a Wednesday. You're live on the show. What's going on? 
Hey, what's going on, Stephen? How you doing? This is Carl. I hope you're having a blessed day today. Doing fantastic, Carl, and yourself. I'm doing pretty good. Yeah, I like what you said about Nick bringing the guys to the table and wanting to get everybody back to recruiting and everything like that. And you said he wrote the book. You said Monday he wrote the book on recruiting. That's what you said Monday. And I like how we're serving and recruiting, but especially during this pandemic. But do you think that a lot of a lot of what we got going on with recruiting has to do with the staff being able to stay together this year versus us not being able to keep the coaches together in the past years? Um, you know how we've lost coaches during the past years and different things like that, but the coaches are being able to stay together this year versus past years, and I'll hang up and listen. I think that's a big part of it, Carl. I think that's a huge part of it. Saban keeping that continuity. He's always been wanting to do that. You know, people I've talked about, look at what Clemson's done and Dabo keeping his coaches and, you know, other programs keeping their coaches. So for Nick Saban to keep everybody from last year, you keep Sarkeesian, you keep Sal Sincero, you keep Charles Huff, you keep Pete Golding, you kept your whole group, and not just you keeping guys, you brought in some guys. You bring in a Charlie Strong. You bring in a, a Freddie Roach. I mean, you, you bring in some other, you know, defensive analysts. So it's not just him keeping guys, which that's big. That's a big deal. But also him bringing in other guys with experience was huge on the recruiting trail and also huge in terms of, you know, training the guys, helping the guys already there. But uh, appreciate that call coming from Carl. We got another one here live in the queue. What's going on? It's Wednesday. You're on In My Own Words. Hey, Stephen, how's it going? This is uh, Jason from Jacksonville, new caller. I just want to give you a shout-out, man. Your show's really looking good. Looks like you're, man, you're, um, you might be using the new Zoom equipment and switching things up a little bit. And um, just want to give a shout-out to you from Jacksonville, Alabama. Um, glad to hear some love given to Paul Tyson. Who's he working with? Uh, what quarterback coach is he working with? Um, and I'll hang up. Um, but, but, man, uh Great job, Roll Tide, and uh, keep on doing your thing, man. Appreciate the call there, Je Appreciate the call there, Jason, here showing his love here on the show. Paul Tyson is working with Lavelle Durant. He's out of Seattle, Washington, quarterback developer. That's uh, Lavelle Durant. We had him on the show last week out of uh, Seattle, Washington, and he's been working with Paul on mechanic things, not just in the passing game, though he already has some good mechanics as a passer, but working with Paul on just explosiveness with his feet, being able to get out of the pocket, extend some plays some, but you know, that's the guy that Paul's working with, LaVale Durant. But we got another call here in the – go ahead. And that's the guy that Paul Tyson's been working with, one LaVale Durant. We got another call in the queue here. You're alive on In My Own Words on a Wednesday. What's going on? Hey, Stephen. Thanks for taking my call, brother. No problem. What's on your mind? Uh, um, you know, I was just thinking about the way the, the West is shaping up this year, and and I'm sure that LSU is going to be ranked in the top ten, you know, uh, coming into this season. But, man, I really see them being weak. I think Auburn's probably going to finish second in the West behind us. I mean, you look at what they lost, lose Joe Brady, Joe Burrow, I mean, I'm saying they'll go eight and five, like best case scenario. But anyway, to the point that I really wanted to bring up, um, and, uh, and I'd like to hear your thoughts on, on LSU too. Um, do you think that uh, Shane Lee or Christian Harris is gonna is going to? Who do you think we're going to see more improvement from this season? In in your prediction, and I'll hang up and listen. 
Appreciate the call, man. So Extremely. I'll take I'll, I'll take the second one first. So between Shane Lee and Christian Harris, I think both will improve. I think Christian Harris takes a bit more of a higher jump just due to Christian Harris played receiver, defensive back, and he, he returned kicks and punts in high school. So he's naturally athletic. He naturally has a feel for the ball in his hands and space. He naturally has a feel for coverage and just being a playmaker on the field. Now, this is not to say that Shane Lee won't make improvement. He will, but just when you have a Christian Harris next to a Dylan Moses and all Christian has to do is see ball, get ball, attack, and shoot a gap and play coverage, you're going to now really see the full game of Harris come full circle. So both will improve, absolutely, but I think Christian takes uh, the higher jump there. But just going back to LSU, uh, LSU lost a great deal. You're right. You lost 14 to 16 players. You lost Joe Brady. You also lost Dave Aranda, the great defensive coordinator. So LSU is going to have some issues this season. He's going to have some LSU's going to have some issues this year. Can they uh, be able to retool? It's going to be their biggest question. They've been talking about the fans down there. I've been talking about they've got the dynasty. They're the new team on the block now. They're the big-time team on the block now. But they have to figure out, you know, can they retool? Can they get back to another college football playoff? But it'll be interesting. I also want to appreciate Jay Lee there helping us out in the Super Chat, donating that $20 to Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Appreciate Jay Lee there. But continuing with the phone lines, you're live on In My Own Words. What's going on? Hey, Stephen. How you doing? Man, I cannot complain here, man. It's Wednesday. I'm talking Todd football with the best fans out there. Thank goodness I'm getting some new glasses tomorrow, so I'm happy about that, too. I hear you, brother. Yeah, I'm uh, <clears throat> calling. I wanted to uh, get, have a question about um, our defense. I've been hearing a lot of people talking you know, online and just some other sites you know, that I kind of follow. I, mean, I love you guys, too, but um, I wanted to know what your thoughts were on, on our defense, and I'm really feeling like we're going to kind of break out and get back to how we used to. Just wanted to uh, get your thoughts on that, and um, I just kind of hang up and, and listen to it. Thanks for taking my call. Go Appreciate it. Uh, getting back to uh, the defense there. Defense is going to be improved. Defense is going to be very much so improved. And, and I mentioned this before. All of these guys from the last two years, they're all back. They saw, okay, when we don't listen to Coach Saban, Coach Saban's not just yelling to yell. He is yelling to try to get us to understand what we're supposed to do in playing winning football, right? So if we're not listening – to Coach Saban, if we're not listening to the guys on the staff, if we're not taking the coaching, then we see what happens. We don't play our best. We don't play sound. We don't play aggressive. We don't play with discipline. That's the key word. We don't play with discipline. And because of those things, a domino effect happens. What is that domino effect? Simple. Alabama lose football games. What happens when Alabama lose football games? Everybody gets upset by it. The president gets upset. The, the chancellor gets upset. The AD gets upset. Uh, Coach Saban gets upset. The staff is upset. Of course, the players are mad. And you as the fans, you guys get upset because you don't want to see an Alabama football team that's not executing properly. So, Alabama defensively is going to get back to being a big-time football program because 
defensively because due to, you know, not wanting what happened the last two years to happen this season. And, of course, you got guys back healthy. You've got talent back on the roster. You kept the coaching staff together, you know, all of those things. But before we take our next break here, it seems like there's another question in the chat line, John. Yes, we have uh, Senator Hines with the um, $9.99. All right. Appreciate that. Uh, he says, or, yeah, I think Harris will have the starting role next to Dylan. Those two inside making the calls with Lee and McMillan rotating, being able to, to be flexible is going to be nasty. What do you think, Steven? I like that. I like, I like, I like uh, Dylan Moses and Christian Harris as the main two. Uh, Lee and McMillan rotating in in some packages and some situations. That would be good. I mean, Shane Lee got experience last year. Shane Lee had good numbers last year. He's going to be a strong player. The main thing with Lee is just getting his hips quicker, getting his speed faster, getting his hips quicker. That's it. He gets his hips quicker. He gets his speed down. Shane Lee is going to be okay. He is going to be just fine. But we go to another break here on this show. Don't touch that back. Don't touch that dial. Continue to light us up in the YouTube chat line and in the call segments, 205-448-1358. But I'm going to let your voice be heard on the show. But upon our return, we sit down with one Matt Cadell, former Alabama wide receiver Matt Cadell. We're talking Bama, and we're talking Bama with him after this. want delicious homestyle cooking, sushi, and hibachi, check out Otoro Hibachi in the University Mall in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. At home and you can't get away from the TV because the Crimson Tide is about to score? Don't worry. Delivery is also available through Waiter and Crimson To Go. That's Otoro Hibachi in the University Mall in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. And make sure you let them know the good folks at Touchdown Alabama sent you. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $5.95 per month or pay $49.95 for a full year subscription. That's a saving of almost $22. Go to touchdownalabama.com today and roll tide. We are back into the action, folks, on a Wednesday hump day. Hottest show on the streets, number one form for Crimson Tide Football News. In my own words, yours truly, Stephen M. Smith, appreciating every single last one of you, the Tide fans, for tuning in today, helping out in the call lines, helping out in the YouTube chat, helping out in the Super Chat. You guys have been unbelievable. You guys have been awesome. Uh, as always, be sure to give a thumbs up, a like on the show. Hit that subscribe button, turn all of those notifications on so we can get you the up-to-date analysis on your Crimson Tide. But we hop on over to the In My Own Words hotline where we pick up former Alabama wide receiver Matt Cadell, who played from 2003 to 07. Matty Ice is back in the thing here. My man Matt, what's going on? Excited to be back, man. Ready to get the show started. Ready to get the show rocking and rolling, Matt, with you also. So, Matt, so first and foremost for starters here, 
you played solely with John Parker Wilson at quarterback. You played solely with JPW. I mean, Parker Wilson didn't have anybody really battling him, really competing with him, or really, I guess, sort of really pushing, pushing him to the brink for that job. So your main quarterback was John Parker Wilson. But this season right here, you've got a great quarterback room, Mac Jones, Bryce Young, Paul Tyson, the main two that so many people talk about, Mac Jones and Bryce Young. And, uh, you know, Alabama posted a video of its, of its new look in the locker room. And uh, one of the interesting things about the look, Jones and, and uh, Young roommates in the locker room here. So first question to you, Matt, everyone talks about the competition, but how will Bryce and Mac go about uh, interacting with each other in terms of helping each other out in that quarterback room? Uh, I think they'll help each other uh, tremendously. Um, they're both highly competitive uh, quarterbacks. Um, I think they're just going to make each other better, um, and I think it's going to make our offense that much more lethal, you know, being able to have two quarterbacks that can run the offense, you know, which give us an advantage. Um, I think it's going to be similar to how when Tua came in his freshman year, you kind of had uh, kind of a 1A and a 1B, um, as you know, when Jalen was the starter, but Tua – would come in and, you know, the offense wouldn't, wouldn't even take a step back. Uh, it'd be even more explosive. Um, you know, I think it's going to be similar to that. And I think Bryce, Mac is going to give a lot of leadership to Bryce. Um, I think he's going to, you know, teach him the, the road, the ways of the road, um, you know, how to read defenses, those type of things, the little intricacies of playing quarterback. Uh, but I think just Bryce is going to learn and he's going to, you know, have pave his own way and just be one of the uh, – I just think he's going to be uh, one of the best quarterbacks to come out of uh, Alabama. We're live here on the phone lines with former Alabama wide receiver Matt Cadell, who played from 2003 to 07. If you're just tuning in to the show well, Matt, you and I were talking yesterday. We got to an interesting conversation about one, you know, Nick Saban and, and Coach Saban, of whom is starting to really sort of, you know, get that swagger back, especially, you know, on the on the recruiting trail. And, and you mentioned on last night how it started off for Nick when uh, against Michigan in the Citrus Bowl where old Saban would have kind of just let the clock run out on the Wolverines, but him wanting to prove he's still the bad man in town, he allowed for Najee Harris to get that final touchdown in there. Just kind of speak to how that gleam is starting to get back in Nick Saban's eye. People are kind of counting him out, but the man we all know Nick Saban is is starting to kind of resurface. Yeah, I believe it's definitely resurfaced. Um, you know, last year was kind of a challenging year um, due to some injuries and things like that, not being LSU. And I think he was able to, um, you know, kind of see that he probably needed to be more involved into the program, um, you know, not more so of a CEO, but kind of be more involved in kind of how he used to be. And um, I think when bowl practice came, he really focused on that, especially on the defensive end. And I believe, you know, he got a chance to look at LSU, make their run. That was motivation in itself, um, those type of things. And I think um, it showed in that uh, Citrus Bowl versus Michigan, you know, we easily could have ran the clock out. You know, Coach Saban usually is, um, wants to, you know, kind of do it with class and just not run the score up. But I think it was important 
as you mentioned earlier, how Saban kind of bring back that competitive dominant swagger um, that, you know, he's been known for notorious having when he let Alabama, you know, score and let Najee run that last touchdown. And, you know, it kind of let him know that, you know, I'm kind of still that guy on the field. And I think it just transitioned into recruiting. Um, as you can see, we, um, the staff, they're all kind of, you know, taking that same type of uh, mindset. We're focused on strategic type of guys that we must get in the program um, and get committed, um, to really get that Bama factor, what we want. And I think it really just, this pandemic has really benefited Coach Saban. Um, I think he's really been able to self-evaluate um, and really uh, know what he has to do to get the program where it needs to be to be dominant. Um, he's had, you know, two or three years to play against, coach against, you know, all his former assistants. So I think he's, now he's know how to recruit against these guys. Now he knows how to coach against all these guys. And I think he's going to put it all together and just be uh, get back that swagger and being that dominant force that he has been and you obviously been seeing it in recruiting now Matt I want, I want you to piggyback I want you to uh, dive in more to the what you just mentioned there he's got he's going back to being more involved going from kind of CEO kind of stepping back to now Nick Saban is reinserting himself he's being more involved speak to that right there uh, I just think you know in the past uh, couple of years you know he's kind of been more of the you know, you have to be a CEO, but he probably wasn't, you know, as involved um, as he probably was in years past. And, uh, you know, certain things were kind of getting away um, and it kind of showed, I believe, um, some losses we probably would have. And I think he probably just self-evaluated and looked at himself and say, in order for us to get to where we need to be to get back uh, to you know, having that Bama factor, I'm going to really have to be more involved with the program than what I am, than what I used to be, um, kind of making sure he's, you know, making sure he's running the ship, making sure every um, I is dotted, every T is crossed from the staff, from the players, you know, uh, being a CEO, but being involved, knowing every single thing that's going on within the program, uh, just being more involved so he knows um what to do, whether it's recruiting, um, executing on the field, uh, play calling, all those things. And I think you, we're seeing that uh, kind of that Coach Saban get back to that um, type of swagger, that type of dominant competitive fire that he has um, this year, as you can tell by recruiting. He's Matt Cadell, ladies and gentlemen, former Alabama wide receiver, played from 2003 to 07, helping us out on a Wednesday hump day edition of the show. Matt, as always, we appreciate your analysis, your what you bring to the show when you come on on Wednesdays. As always, my man, be safe, be good, be careful. Talk to you soon. Always in roll tight. Always fun getting a chance to talk Bama football with one Matt Cadell. But we're going to another break here on the show, folks. Don't touch that down. When we return, it's back on you, Tide Nation. Your phone calls, your thoughts, your tweets, your chats, your concerns. What are you feeling right now when it comes to Tide football? And we'll talk about it after this.
Midtown Menswear in the University Mall in Tuscaloosa. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $5.95 per month or pay $49.95 for a full year subscription. That's a saving of almost $22. Go to touchdownalabama.com today and roll tide. We're back into the action, folks, on a Wednesday in my own words with yours truly, Stephen M. Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Got the man John Ivory in the production studio. And it's your time again, Tide Nation, 205-448-1358. One more time, 205-448-1358. But prior to you know getting the calls in here, got to remind you of this. So in my own words, fans, just given the situation that we're in right now, the uh, coronavirus, the global pandemic. You know, we being a small business here at TDA, we depend on you guys. We depend on the fans to support us, to continue to check us out, watch us, view us. And, uh, you know, the best way for you to do this is to be a subscriber to Touchdown Alabama Magazine. It's just you know, $5.95 a month to subscribe, and once you become a subscriber, you get it all. You get an annual copy of the magazine. You get all the latest online in-depth coverage, but not just that. You also get the best in recruiting information, the most exceptional recruiting information from our own Justin Smith. The best way for you to subscribe is to go to touchdownalabama.com. That's touchdownalabama.com and click join and uh, you can get all the information straight from there your support is much appreciated is greatly appreciated link will be found in the in the description so if you want to be a part of the great community that is touchdown alabama magazine supplying you all things bama football you know where to go touchdownalabama.com click join get all the information link will be in the description but we take a call right now on a wednesday you're live on in my own words what's going on hey steven it's spencer I, what i'm thinking about this uh this season is we're going to bring home another championship I, I, i'm right there with you <laughs> i'm right there with you Another thing I wanted to call in about is uh, I went online this weekend and ordered me uh, three samples of that Emily Pound cake. It, uh, they called me on Monday, confirmed the order, and I had it the very next day in my house here in Georgia on my front doorsteps. Now, how good was your experience, Spencer? All right, let me just sum it up this way, as best as I can put it. It is the most mouth-watering blend of richness and sweetness that's ever touched my lips besides my wife. You know what, Spencer? At that point right now, I'm about to become a fat man because I got to get some more pound cake. <laughs> after after, Dude, after, after, right hearing, now, you, after I, hearing you describe I, it in that manner, <laughs> in that manner I have got to go now to Birmingham and get me some pound cake. I'm just being honest with you, sir. I mean, it's it's a perfect blend. Not too rich, not too sweet. It is a perfect blend, just like my wife. Well, on that note, Spencer, hey, got to get more of those pound cakes. As Emily's heirloom pound cakes, they know what they're doing. They're making memories from scratch. But as always, Spencer, we appreciate you, man. Keep listening. 
All right, thank you, sir. Right, no problem. Got the love there from Spencer showing it for Emily's heirloom pound cakes. But another caller in the queue. You're live on In My Own Words. What's going on? Hey, what's up, Steve? This is Kemp calling in from Alabama. Um, I was actually calling. Nothing much, man. I was actually calling to get your outtake on um, what you thought about how the season was going to be handled in general as far as the coronavirus going around. And then we know the Pac-12 has already declared that they're just going to play uh, an in-conference schedule. And I think the Big Ten has, too. What kind of effect do you think that'll have, uh, you know, on the playoff, even though, you know, I know we look at only – the power five schools anyway, but you know, that kind of leaves the, the small man at odds with trying to get in. And I think it kind of takes away from that similar Cinderella story too. And also for, uh, from the anticipation of how we pick the four playoff teams. I see your point there. Now to me, I don't think it would affect it greatly. I still think that Bill Hancock, the you know executive director of the playoff and the guys that are under him and on that staff will still find a way to pick the four best teams, the four teams that they know would give you the most bang for your buck in terms of TV revenues, in terms of ratings, in terms of television contracts and the excitement where you, the fans, are concerned. Now, for me, when I look at Alabama football and just the SEC right now, Commissioner Sankey, the SEC is still looking to have a full schedule. Nothing has been done in terms of changing the schedule of the SEC or the Big 12, for that matter. Now, for Alabama, still trying to find a team they could play in the season opener to replace USC. There were thoughts of TCU. Of course, that those thoughts have not been followed up on. There were thoughts of Notre Dame. Of course, Greg Byrne, the athletic director, shut that down for right now. Um, of course, the now thoughts have been on BYU. I'm not against BYU, but at the same time, uh, that game is not hitting me right now the way that a TCU or Notre Dame would. So I would not. I don't think on the surface it would be much of an effect. However, it will be interesting to see how the playoff committee, with, like you mentioned, the Big Ten, the Pac-12, and also it looks like the ACC going in that direction also, with them going conference only, it's going to be fun to look at how the playoff will handle it. Yeah, okay. I can see your point of view right there. Um, and another thing, man, and this is just for overall concern for – uh, public health do you think is safe do you think we can play football safely right now and have a stadium full of people like 110,000 people in, in, in Alabama Brian Denny Stadium do you think that is safe do you think that's in the best interest of the public I understand from a financial standpoint we have to keep the system going but for public health as a whole do you think we can keep this thing under control and still have a successful college football season there's an opportunity, and I mentioned this before. Uh, I know the NCAA has dropped new guidelines, new COVID-19 guidelines that need to be adhered to. One of the things that I spoke about was the Oakley Foundation. They're putting together these helmets, these face guard helmets, these long helmets that have like a visor with those and would have all players mandated to wear that helmet. Uh, periodic testing 
has to happen. Testing before testing in the preseason and the regular season, the postseason, not just testing for the players, but also the coaches. And if you have a fear for coaches 50 and older, you know, have those guys in a press box. Don't have them on the field. Put those guys like Coach Saban, Sal Sanceri, Charles Kelly, uh, Charlie Strong, have those guys in a press box with, with a headset on, have them off the field. Uh, in terms of fans, I know the season ticket, I know the season and ticket holders, they're going to want to get into some games, the students as well, but I guess a situation where if some of the fans feel like, hey, I don't need to go to the game, I can just sit at home and watch the game, and if that happens and you can be able to space out the folks that do come, have that happen, but just for me, you know, getting those mandated helmets with the visors, have that periodic testing, and if you have a fear of coaches getting sick, put those guys in the press box. Okay, I can see that logic too. But also, I thought about this too. What happens when one of the key players uh, uh, comes down, maybe with uh, COVID nineteen, and they have to sit for a couple of weeks? How does that affect a team if they take a L during that week, knowing that a key player, let's say a star quarterback, had to sit down? Do you count that against them, or or, or, or do you take into account that hey, their quarterback was out and they only took a three point loss to a, a decent team? How do we look at that? How do we begin to weigh those type things in this environment? Now that's interesting also because that's that's a two-parted one. That's one in terms of public health, but that's also one in terms of the college football playoff committee. So for public health, first and foremost, going back to the NCAA guidelines, one of the guidelines was is having testing, you know, 72 hours, three days before the contact game. So if the game is Saturday, you would test those players, and by Wednesday or Thursday, have those tests back quickly. If that player tested positive, then then you know don't play that player in that particular game. If that player if that player tested negative, then that player is clear to go. In terms of the college football playoff committee, that would be interesting because now, if it was to happen, you could have the committee look at it like, well, this was our star guy. He didn't play in the game because he contracted COVID-19. That should not be held against us in terms of getting in to being one of the top four seeds. So that's that's an interesting conversation itself. But, man, we appreciate the call, man, and, and the ideas. You keep listening to us. I got you, man. I appreciate you taking me, Steve. Have a good one. Absolutely. Some good thoughts there about uh, – you know, public health and the safety and, uh, you know, could we have a firm college football season with everything going on? We go to another break here on the show, but continue lighting us up in the YouTube chat now with your thoughts and ideas and questions. Upon our return, we get into Nick Saban and uh, him returning to being the closer in college football. What do I mean about him being the closer? We'll touch it up after this. If you're an avid Alabama Crimson Tide fan and you love to flaunt it, then show your Alabama Crimson Tide support by grabbing the Alabama sneakers. They feature bold Crimson Tide graphics, so no one will be able to question where your allegiance lies. When you add these sweet sneakers to your Alabama Crimson Tide collection, go to stsfootwear.com and use the code TDALABAMA for $15 off your purchase. That's code TDALABAMA for $15 off your purchase. Go to stsfootwear.com and get your Alabama sneakers today. 
Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $5.95 per month or pay $49.95 for a full year subscription. That's a saving of almost $22. Go to touchdownalabama.com today and roll tide. All right, people, we are back in to the hottest show on the streets, number one form for Crimson Tide football news, in my own words, with yours truly, Stephen M. Smith. And we look at one Nick Saban. Nick Saban, in the first segment, talked about how, you know, ESPN's Phil Steele looked at this as Alabama having this season to uh, come back with a vengeance. But when I look at Nick Saban, he is back to being the closer of college football, in particular in recruiting. And when you look at just guys that close, for example, in baseball, the Yankees have Mariano Rivera. When Mariano Rivera comes off the bench in the ninth inning to throw that cut fastball, you know it's game, set, match. It's over. You're not hitting Mariano Rivera. You're not hitting the cutter. You know, it's, 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 it's a done deal, you know, as my uncle would say. So, and then the same way, that Rivera was the closer when it came down to the Yankees and those World Series championships and what he did, you know, on the mound. Uh, looking at Nick Saban, he's returned as the closer in recruiting. And uh, recruiting is not the only thing, right? That there are many pieces to win a national championship in college football. But recruiting is one of those big pieces. You have to have those transformative names, those transformative talents, those next-level talents in your program that can really take your program, take your school, take your institution to the next level. And when you look at the national championships that Saban has accomplished 2009, 2011, 2012, 2015, and 2017, all of the talents, all the young athletes that were regarded as, we got to hit on these guys. Like, these are must-gets. These are must-haves. We've got to have these players. Saban has always found a way to close the deal. Now, everybody else in the coaching staff, they would woo that prospect. They would woo that recruit. They would come after that recruit. But the moment Nick Saban would hop on that helicopter and go after that recruit, you knew Saban on the helicopter, done deal. Game, set, match, checkmate. Saban on the helicopter. That recruit has no choice but to make his decision by the University of Alabama. That's how it was during the national championship years. Now, the last two years, it was a struggle. And some of that, well, not the last two years, but 20, you know, 18 and 2019, it was a struggle because a lot of it was the coaching carousel and losing coaches to other jobs. But some of it was also, you know, Saban not able to close on a lot of those guys. There were a lot of big-name recruits that Alabama was not able to get. 2018, you know, we all remember Justin Ross out of, you know, out of uh, Phoenix City High School here in Alabama. Alabama wanted Justin Ross but could not close on that wide receiver. And what happened? He goes to Clemson. And in the 2019 college football title game off the 18 season, 
Justin Ross burned Alabama. You look at the likes of N'Kobe Dean and Nolan Smith, those guys defensively, both linebackers. Alabama had a clear shot at both of them. What happened? Saban not able to close, and Georgia Kirby Smart swoops in, took both of them. Even down to Henry Toa Toa, who Alabama was high on also, Toa Toa. Ends up going to Jeremy Pruitt and the Tennessee Volunteers. So 2018-2019, the reason why a lot of you Tide fans were upset, you were frustrated, you were confused, you were bothered, you were wondering, you know, what's going on with the program and Coach Saban? It was a lot of the names in recruiting that Nick Saban in years past would be the closer on and getting those guys was not able to really get those guys. But now, the last two 2020, and the 2021 classes, he's doing it. 2020, he hit on Bryce Young. He hit on Will Anderson. He hit on Tim Smith. He got uh, Brian Branch. 2021, he's doing his thing with J.C. Latham. He's got the commitment from the Brockamara boys. He got the commitment of Dallas Turner. He got the commitment of Christian Leary and Asia Hall. So now he's back to being the closer, hitting in on these guys in terms of recruiting. But Folks, you want the best in news, notes, information, and coverage on your Crimson Tide. It is simple and easy to do. You can get this by accessing the Touchdown Alabama Magazine app. You download it from the iPhone App Store if you're rocking Team Apple. Google Play Store if you've got the Android phone. For your audio listening needs, we got you covered. iTunes or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Spreaker, Overcast.fm, TuneIn Radio or iHeartRadio, we got you covered. If the good and gracious Lord sees fit, I shall return on Friday. Continuing the conversation that is Bama football, be sure, Tide Nation, you can purchase individual copies of Touchdown Alabama magazine have those sent to your door link will be found in the description but husbands love your wives wives appreciate value those husbands children continue doing those things legitimately now to not be bored get those three hearty meals a day those three great laughs a day protect yourself protect the loved ones around you until next time folks it's been in my own words